2: that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to our Sermon Sunday broadcast on the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I know, I know. A lot of people don't like that. But you know what? It's my show. (laughs) I like it. So I'm going to keep on doing it. Welcome to the show, folks. I am so glad to be with you here today on this beautiful Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, here in uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Folks, I hope that you made the effort today to get to church. I hope that when you were at church that your preacher preached a message that stirred your heart to get up to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that when you left church, you left with a renewed love for the Word of God and a fresh burden to reach the lost. Folks, today we have to do everything that we can to reach the lost. We have to win the lost no matter the cost, whatever it is. You might lose family, you might lose friends. Uh, You might lose influence at the job. You might lose uh, money. You might lose any number of things. But what's more important than any of that is eternity. And that's what's in the balance. You're either going to spend an eternity in the worst place imaginable, a place called hell, or you're going to spend eternity in the most glorious place imaginable. And that's a place called heaven. Heaven is reserved for those who are born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell was a place originally designed for the devil and his angels, but because of man's disobedience, man now finds himself in that company. You must be born again. You must be born again. And now for the last few Sundays, I don't know if you've been noticing, but we've had a kind of a theme through our uh, Sunday sermons. Uh, It started off with a message on forgiveness, and then we went into, ye must be born again. And then, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about that worst place imaginable, that place called hell. And then last Sunday, we talked about that glorious place called heaven. Now, on today's sermon Sunday, we're going to talk about Noah. We're going to talk about the flood. We're going to talk about the ark. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what does all that have to do with being born again, forgiveness, hell, and heaven? Well, We're going to tie all that up for you with a message that we have for you today called The Door of God's Mercy. The Door of God's Mercy. But before we get into the message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, Swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's Swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section, and why don't you send us off a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over your prayer requests. I know I really do look forward to getting your prayer requests. I look forward to spending my private time with the Lord and praying over your needs just as much as I pray over my needs and the needs of you know, my family and, and, and folks around me here. So... Send over those prayer requests. If you don't like to use the web form, that's okay. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine a month. Now, it might be difficult for you to do a recurring contribution like that, and I understand that. Uh, but we've also set it up to where you can do a uh, one time contribution, and you can do that by either clicking on the Waygiver button, which you'll find on our website. And when you get over there, you'll be able to make your uh, one-time contribution. You can either put your name and information on it, or you can do it anonymously. It's up to you. Uh, The other way you can do it is we now have a Cash App QR code on the website, and uh, all you need to do is scan that, or you can just put in uh, the dollar sign, the SOTS podcast, and uh, you can make your one-time contribution through Cash App. So however you go about it, I want you to pray about it first, and if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Excuse me one second. All right, I think that's better. I am. Uh, I'm struggling with a cold. I, I told you Thursday night that I wasn't feeling so great, and uh, it's morphed into a cold, and it's uh, it's wreaking havoc with my voice, and uh, you know everything else that a cold wreaks havoc with. But it's not COVID. I'm fine, so don't worry about that. All right. Now, before we get into the message today, or any further into uh, the show this afternoon, uh, first and foremost, I always want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, First of all, for for saving me out of the pit of hell, for saving my soul and giving me a place in heaven because I accepted that gift of salvation through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to thank the Lord for saving me. I also want to thank the Lord for uh, allowing me to serve Him in this capacity, allowing me the opportunity to sit down here, uh, to open up the Word of God with you, and to to study, and to kind of, uh, you know, our ignorance around the Word of God and uh, try to glean something from the precious book and uh, apply that to our everyday life and to those that are, are that we come in contact with every day and uh, it's a tremendous blessing it's a tremendous responsibility and it's not one that I take lightly and uh, I am so very thankful to the Lord for it. this is his ministry it's not mine this is all his doing because folks I've heard this podcast I know that it's not the most polished and it's not the best out there. But you know something? We do it faithfully every week, and we try our very best to present the gospel in a very clear, concise, and easy-to-understand way. And um, I think that the Lord honors that. I think the Lord respects that. Um uh, and not respects. I'm sorry. expects us to do that, and uh, I, I think that the Lord uh, blesses us for it, and I'm th- I'm thankful for that. I am very thankful for it. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity that God gives us. Now, I also want to say thank you, of course, to all of our supporters. Those of you who support us prayerfully, thank you so much for your prayers. God bless you for your prayers. I really. Listen, I read your messages. I may not be able to respond to everybody, but I do read your messages. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for the ministry. Thank you for praying for my family. Um, and thank you for praying for the unspoken prayer that I, I have out there every week. Uh, God bless you for it. Thank you. Uh, you know, God does answer prayers, uh, he, and he and we know that he answers it one of three ways. He answers it yes, no, or not now, and always it's according to his perfect will for us. And, uh, you know, we just have to be willing to accept whatever that perfect will is for us. Amen. So thank you so much for your prayers. They really do mean a lot to me. And please, please keep praying. I also want to say thank you to those of you who support us financially already. God bless you for your your contributions. Uh, you know, it's because of you that we have the studio set up that we have. It's because of your contributions that we were able to send uh, a, a monetary gift to our uh, Missionary of the Month last month. It was, was a great blessing to do that. And uh, we'll be talking about this month's Missionary of the Month uh, when we get to that part of the uh, opening of the show. And I'm excited about that. Uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, to meet uh, the family that uh, we're going to be talking about today. And uh, and to hear firsthand about the work that he's doing uh, in his mission field, and we'll come to that shortly. And uh, we have the latest prayer letter from him, uh, which was from December, but that's fine. It gives us an update as to where he is and what he's doing, and uh, so we're going to share that with you very, very shortly. Uh, But your contributions really do go a very long way, and I'm very thankful for them, and, and, uh, and God bless you for it. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, uh, every single one of you who faithfully downloaded and play everything that we put out there. God bless you for that because I mean, you do that. And because of that, we are the number one podcast on four platforms on good, um, four categories on the good pods platform. And, um, you know, that's that's a tremendous, tremendous blessing for all of us because uh, there are a lot of people out there who are like myself. When I go onto a podcasting platform, I look at the charts, if there are charts available, and I look to see uh, what charts are in the top tens. And those are the ones that I'll go to. I'll start to listen to those and uh, just, to, you know, see what they're putting out and how they're doing it. And, and uh, if you want to say what the competition might be, you could say that. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh it's uh it's 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 important folks it really is important um and what you're doing by 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 listening and playing and downloading uh you're boosting up our algorithm you're getting us further up in the search results when people are looking for bible studies and uh live uh uh sermon sundays like this um folks are able to find us a lot easier so that's great and that's a that's a huge huge blessing and uh we're very thankful Very, very thankful for it. So please keep praying, uh, keep supporting, and keep playing and downloading. Thank you so very much. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m., Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is head over to the church's Facebook page, and all you need to do when you get there is log in, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and then once you're there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information and also episodes of this podcast. And again, we are thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, the folks that run the Facebook page. We're thankful to the folks uh, uh, who uh, have been so supportive of us and what we're doing with the podcast, especially uh, my pastor and my friend, Pastor John Monk. Uh, we want to say thank you to him as well, because he has been such an encouragement Um you know, with everything that uh, that goes on in the world around us, you know a lot of the distractions, a lot of the troubles and the problems that come across in our everyday life, there have been plenty of times over the last several months where I just thought about throwing in the towel and just saying, "You know what? I've done enough. It's you know time to do something else." But you know what? Pastor Monk has been such a blessing and an encouragement to stay the course. Uh, he's kind of like my apostle Paul to uh, young Timothy as we were talking about in our Thursday night Bible studies up until last week. He was a uh, he's an, he's an excellent source of encouragement uh, and his exhortation just to, to stay the course to keep faithful and keep working at it keep plugging away at it keep hitting it has been a blessing for me and I want to say thank you to pastor monk for that now folks uh, wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast whether it's uh, on good pods Apple podcasts whether it's uh, live on the on the speaker platform do uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you're helping us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you're doing that, you are earning eternal rewards and glory. So, thank you so so very much again. And please, don't forget, like, subscribe, and share as often as you can. All right. Now, moving on to some announcements just want to remind you that uh, Thursday evening at 7 p.m., really excited about this. Uh, we are going to be getting into the book of Revelation, really excited about it. Now, this coming Thursday is going to be kind of like an introduction to the book. We're going to talk about a, a number of things to get you uh, in, the, in the proper mindset to study the book. We're going to talk about some, some key specific definitions and words, things that you'll see repeatedly throughout the entire length of the study. And uh, it's I, I really do believe that you're going to get a very special blessing out of this because, you know, the book of Revelation does tell us that, um, that there's a blessing involved for anyone who reads and understands the book of Revelation. Now, I've told you last week, the week before that, too, I believe, that, you know, the problem with the book of Revelation is that it's not hard to understand. It really isn't. The book outlines itself. It's really very easy to understand. The hard part is... The real hard part is believing it because there are some really unbelievable things contained in the book of Revelation, and uh, we're going to be getting into all those things. Excuse me. All right. So that'll be Thursday starting at 7 p.m. live right here on Spreaker and then uploaded as the podcast within about an hour after that. So check us out. That'll be our Thursday night Bible study when we enter into the book of Revelation. Now, folks, head over to our website, and don't forget to sign up for the programming announcements email. All right, all that basically is is that if there's any changes to our programming like we had last week, we were delayed about an hour, we were able to send out an email to let everybody know on the mailing list that there was a delay in the program. And uh, so you can get on that mailing list. doesn't cost you anything. All of your information stays here with me. We're not going to sell it and give it away or anything like that. And we're only going to email you when there's some kind of a change to the programming uh, so that you are in the know. And that is very important. So just head over to Sword of the Spirit dot com. Look for the programming announcement subscription box on the front page of the website. Fill it out. Get on the mailing list and um, we'll be able to communicate with you that way. Also, on the website, don't forget to hit the sword swag. Uh, We have our beautiful Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, of which I have right here, and I'm going to take the usual sip. Mm. There we go. And um, you can get that for a $25 donation. Uh, Also, we have our Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, which you could also get for a $35 contribution. So all you need to do is just click that info button on the Sword Swag page and uh, send me your mailing information. I will send you the link to where you can make your contribution, and we will get that sent out to you right away. Also, uh, coming up, uh, I think it's sometime in March, we're going to be having a yard sale at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. So we are inviting anybody in the Eagle Pass area, if if you want to come by and check out the the, the goods that will be put out on display uh, just come on over. Once I have a specific date, I will let you know, but uh, just keep that in mind on your calendar. Our First uh, First Baptist Church yard sale. Okay, let's see what else do we have here. All right. Now, I want to tell you about the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a podcast and a vidcast uh, for the listeners and subscribers uh, of the network uh, who are uh, interested in prepping. And uh, these uh, shows discuss the uh, the issues and the concerns revolving around prepping. And I want to tell you that I have learned a tremendous amount uh, yesterday. Uh, in particular, I was listening to um, uh, Prepping 2.0. Wonderful show. Had a great time listening to that. And, uh, also we listened to, uh, David Knight show, which was a very, very well put together program, really enjoyed that. And he had uh, some really good points and talking about some scriptural things as well. And, uh, so that was a great blessing for me. And then also, um, the Vaughn Wehunt show, which was kind of good. It was funny. Um, uh, may not be for everybody, but, uh, it was interesting to say the least, And uh, I'm going to go back and listen to him again. Uh, Yesterday was the first time I've listened to him. So uh, very interesting show. Uh, So make sure you can check that out on www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best for the Contra Radio Network. All right, folks. Well, we are at that point where we are going to take our first break of the afternoon And when we come back, we'll be getting into our prayer requests, and we do have some interesting updates and changes for you. And uh, so don't forget, uh, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we'll be right back. Don't go away.
0: Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
2: Amen, amen, and amen. Jesus, Savior, blessed friend. That was the Soundforth Singers and Orchestra, probably one of my favorites um, in production. I mean, just really, really good music, really blessing to, to listen to them. And uh, I think they're still making music. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen anything really too new from them. But uh, really great stuff, really A real blessing to your soul, uh, and I'm thankful for that. All right, folks. Well, we are going to get into our prayer requests uh, right about now, and I do have uh, some updates for you that will be uh, hopefully a blessing for you guys to hear. Uh, So as usual, on Sunday we go line by line, and we pray for folks, uh, and we always, always start off with folks that are in need of salvation and uh on today's list, we have my mom Diane, my sister Laura, we have David up in New York, and uh, we have a request for um the the unsaved members of the Baldino family and uh, so we're going to pray for them uh individual- well not, in, not the whole baldino family individually, but we're going to pray uh, for each each group on the list here uh individually. Uh, salvation is the single most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. Ever. And the reason why it's so important is because whatever decision you make will have eternal consequences. Eternal consequences. Because now is the time of salvation. Now is the day of salvation, the day, the age of grace. Now is the time. This is the easiest time for you to get saved Well, why is that, preacher? Well, it's easy because right now all you need to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to apply His blood to cover your sin. That's the only way you can get saved. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. The Bible says to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So what are you waiting for? It is the easiest time right now to get saved. But when when this age of grace, when the church age comes to an end with the rapture of the church, a new dispensation starts. And when that dispensation starts, the method of salvation gets much more difficult. Because it's also going to be, in addition to faith, it's also going to have to be works. And those works, through those works, you're going to have to endure to the end. Otherwise, you'll lose your salvation. Now, you can't lose your salvation. Now, it's impossible to lose your salvation. But once the church is taken out through the rapture, you're going to be able to lose your salvation. So, folks, now is the time. And, you know, one of the things that I think, probably one of the greatest torments of a soul that's going to be in hell and then eventually into the lake of fire after the great white throne judgment, which comes at the very end of the tribulation, right before we launch out into eternity, one of the greatest torments of hell, I think, my opinion, is going to be when that lost soul realizes just how simple it was that all you needed to do was to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's just belief. It's just putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in that work, in the blood that was shed for you at Calvary. It wasn't your church membership. It wasn't how much you gave. It wasn't uh, what good works you did. Because the Bible tells us that all of our righteousnesses are its filthy rags, that there is none that doeth good, no, not one, none. So folks, what are you waiting for? Put your pride aside and call on the, on the call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the gift of salvation. That tremendous, powerful gift of salvation. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that right now you have made it so simple, so easy. And we pray, Father, for Diane, my mother. We pray for her salvation. We pray, Lord, that she would call upon the name of the Lord. Father, we pray for my sister, Laura. We pray, Lord, that you would call upon the name of the Lord. Father, we lift up David in New York, and we pray for him. Lord, we've been praying for him for a while. Lord, I've witnessed to David personally, face to face, and he's rejected the gospel time and time again. But Lord, he must be saved. He needs to be saved. And we pray, Father God, that you would just continue to work and, and draw him to yourself, Lord, and... And, uh, you know, whether you could use me or use someone else, Lord, I pray that whatever seed has been planted, you would bring to fruit. And Father, we pray for the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Lord, we lift them up to you as well. We know, Father God, that they have heard the truth. We know that seeds have been planted. We know that they know the truth. And we pray, Father God, that you would just bring them to the truth, that you would bring them to salvation through Jesus Christ. So, Father God, we ask you just to answer this prayer today, and we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, moving down our, to our sick list, uh, we are uh, continuing to pray for Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin, 89 years old street preaches at 89 years old once a week has uh, has very poor vision needs to use one of those high power magnifying lenses uh, that you know screw onto the side of your desk in order to read his Bible ten chapters every day takes him all day to do it we pray for him for his his uh for his vision. We pray for him for the uh, heart condition that he is, uh, that he's dealing with. We pray for uh, uh, his, his blood pressure, his eczema, and every other issue that we know of. Lord, we pray for him. And Father, we ask you to touch him and touch his life and touch his heart and bring healing where you can and where you will. And Father, we pray that you would continue to use him in a great way that through his street-preaching street, street preaching efforts, Lord, and despite the illness, that he would he would bear much fruit. We also pray for Mary Perez, who uh, has been dealing with cancer. Father, we lift her up to you as well. We ask you, Lord, just to touch her body and give her comfort, Lord, and bring healing. We pray for Diane, my mom, who is uh, struggling with COPD, we pray, Lord, that you would just touch her and Lord, just help her to breathe a little more easily. Help her to uh, not have to be so dependent upon the oxygen that she carries around wherever she goes. Lord, just uh, touch her and bring peace to her heart and to her mind. Father, we pray for my sister, Laura, who is uh, struggling with a with a slipped disc in her back. We pray, Lord, that you would just touch her and Lord, you would bring her comfort and healing. Father, we pray for uh, Bernice, who has uh, who's been dealing with cancer for quite some time now, and uh, has an appointment this coming Thursday for uh, another round of treatment? But uh, unfortunately, right now is uh, is sick and uh, unable to take any medications for it uh, that might interfere with the treatment that she'll be getting on Thursday. So, Father, we pray that you would just touch her body, Lord. We pray that you would bring uh, that you would bring healing to uh, her body, Lord. You would help her recover from this sickness that she's dealing with. And uh, Father God, that Thursday she'd be able to continue on with this uh, next round of treatment that she'll be getting. Father, we want to pray for Janae, uh, for her heart condition. We ask you, Lord, that you would just give her grace as she uh, deals with this, this ongoing problem. Father, we want to pray for Furman, uh, who is uh, in the hospital uh, fighting cancer and uh, is now currently dealing with an infection. And uh, we want to lift him up to you, Father, and we just just pray for him, and we pray for uh, uh, your hand to be upon him and to bring him uh, some grace. Father, we're praying for Sharon Baldino, uh, who is dealing with cancer. We lift her up to you. Lord, we just ask you to touch her body as well and just to bring healing. We're praying for Martin Mata, who is uh, battling another form of cancer, uh, lymphoma, to be specific. And we pray, Almighty God, that you would just touch him and you'd help uh, to bring healing and comfort to him. And uh, Nicole has uh, asked for prayer for her grandmother, who will be going for a procedure this week to have a a catheter inserted for dialysis. And Lord, we uh, we pray for her, and we ask you, Father God, to just uh, just touch her and just to help that the uh, procedure goes well, uh, no complications to it, and, and that uh, she'll be able to uh, uh, start her dialysis treatment as quickly as possible. So, Father, we thank you for all of those in our sick list, and, Lord, we ask you just to bless each and every one of them, touch each and every one, bring healing, Father God, according to your will for them and their lives, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, moving on down our list here, we're going to pray for... Uh, praying for Jude, uh, my brother-in-law up in New York, for his contracting business. Uh, We're also praying for him for traveling mercies right now. He's in uh, Sri Lanka uh, taking care of some business and visiting family and friends. Uh, So we want to pray for him. Uh, We're praying for uh, Laura, my sister, who is traveling today to Florida. Uh, We pray for her for safe passage. I know she gets nervous when she's traveling, and especially she's traveling by herself. So uh, we just ask that the Lord would just provide her grace and uh, give her peace and comfort as she travels, Father, we also want to pray for uh, for George, who is going to be going through a uh, an annual inspection for his business this week, and we pray God that uh, that there wouldn't be any uh, any issues that are found that would need to be addressed and if if any are found that they would be small enough where they can be corrected right away at no great expense so Father, we just pray for for George and for his business and for this inspection. We're also praying for Bella this morning, uh, who's having some difficulty with some schoolwork. We just ask, Lord, that you would just, just help her along here, Lord, just give her the wisdom she needs and the, and the, uh, the ability to, uh, to con- comprehend the work before her and to uh, also uh, just, just to work her way through it. We're praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for Isabella with her walk with the Lord, Jessica for her walk with the Lord, we're praying for uh, Alex Herrera for a job and financial situation that he's uh, dealing with right now. Uh, we're also praying for the uh, Purcell family today, Lord, as they're traveling uh, for a Stock Show in San Antonio. Uh, we're praying for Jerry and Rebecca, who are in a Border Patrol training program in New Mexico. And, uh, Lord, we're thankful for them. And we ask you, Lord, just to, just to protect them while they're there and use them in a great and mighty way for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're also praying for all of our state, local, and federal elected officials. We ask you, Lord, that you would just uh, just open up, their, open up their hearts and their minds to, uh, to godly counsel and godly advice from folks around them. And if any of them are saved themselves, Lord, they would look to the Scripture, and they would look to the Lord for any guidance in the decisions they have to make that would uh, impact us in our everyday lives. We're also praying for the uh, all the Border Patrol agents, National Guard, law enforcement that are working here along the border, uh, trying to keep us safe, and uh, we're thankful for them and for all the work that they do. And Lord, we just pray that you would just hedge them about and protect them as they serve. Folks, we also want to pray for the folks that are in Turkey and Syria and those surrounding areas who are uh, reeling from this uh, this round of earthquakes that have con- ripped through that area. Father God, we just pray. We understand there are thousands that are feared, lost, and dead. And Lord, we just pray, Father God, that you would just uh, just, just be there and minister to them and bring grace and comfort, Lord, and raise up folks around there to do some great work for the Lord Jesus Christ at this time of need. Father, we thank you so much for all of these on our prayer list this, uh, this afternoon, uh, for our general list, and we ask you just to bless each and every one, meet each need as you see fit, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, going on down, we have our unspoken prayers uh, requests. Uh, those are just prayer requests that either um, the requester is just not able to put it into words, or maybe it's something too deep and personal for them to uh, be more specific. But that's okay, because the Lord knows exactly what the need is. And, and as always, we know that the Lord will answer according to His will uh, for them and their lives. So we are lifting up Mike Elizalde, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mario, and myself uh, for our unspoken prayers. Father God, we want to thank you so much for all the love, the mercy, and the grace that you have shown us. Father, we just pray that you would just uh, please, Father God, just uh, just just answer each prayer on our entire prayer list, those for salvation, those on our sick list, those for our general prayer requests, and of course those for the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Father, we just pray that you would um, you would just look upon all of these things with mercy, that you would show grace, and, Father God, that you would answer these prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives, for your honor and for your glory. And we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, so if you have any prayer requests at all, feel free to email us at info at com info at com, or you can head over to our website uh, and open up that contact form, and you can send it off to us through there. And Or if you are on Spreaker and you have an account with Spreaker, uh, you can get into our chat group and uh, you can leave your prayer request in the chat group as well. Uh, no matter how you do it, we'll get it, and we will be quick to add it on to our prayer list. So again, thank you folks for uh, contacting us with your prayer requests, and uh, you know, send them over more as you get them. All right, well, moving on, it is the second Sunday of the month, and we know what the second Sunday is, where we highlight a particular missionary family uh, that's serving either here in the United States or abroad, and uh, this month, we are going to be talking about and sharing information about the Drake family serving in Papua New Guinea. So, uh, they their most recent prayer letter uh, is from uh, December and 2022 to January 2023. Now, again, I've had the privilege of of hearing uh, uh, Brother Drake speak at our church here at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And uh, really a sharp sharp guy, smart guy, really knows the Bible, knows what his calling is, and uh, we are really thankful that we've been able to be in contact with him. So I'm just going to take a minute here. I'm going to read some portions of his prayer request. Um, I'm sorry, no, prayer letter, and uh, give you an update on exactly what it is that he's doing. Now, the Drake family is David, Melissa, Clarissa, Jonathan, and Mackenzie. Dear Brethren, uh, thou crownest the year with thy goodness, Psalm 6511. Praise the Lord for a good start to this new year. We, we've been praying for two ladies in Haniac, uh, Fiona, and Jenna, who have faithfully, who have faithful husbands in the church to, there to get saved. Pastor Will has had his Thanksgiving service at our church on New Year's Day. Both of them got saved. I can't think of a better way to kick off the new year. The month of December was in some ways slow and in others hectic. Much of the government entities shut down for a few weeks uh, around the holidays. The school system takes an extended break of about two months from December to February. We miss conducting uh, the religious instruction class at Mangiol Primary. Forgive me for mispronouncing A lot of this. Um, The school system... uh, On Christmas Day, many of our church members, along with some from two other churches, crammed into three vehicles, along with several totes uh, full of bags that contained gospel tracts, toiletries, and some goodies. We caravaned to the hospital, divided up into four groups, and passed these items out to every ward. It was a blessing to be able to sing and give very brief and to-the-point gospel presentations uh, to the patients and their families. The first Sunday of December, we had our Thanksgiving service. We had several specials. Uh, A couple had a very premature baby, um, and we were expecting a bunch of problems and a long hospital stay. However, uh, through the prayers of many saints, their baby is doing great and spent a fraction of the time in the hospital. Pastor Willie preached an exhorting Convicting Message, and it all went really well. Praise the Lord. Plenty of Work is the next subject title. We've been working on a few things at the church that have been on a to-do list for years. A couple of months back when the the suck-forths were here, we started to construct walls on one side of the building. Well, that one side is finally done, and we have two more sides to complete. The back of the building has been walled already. Our Sunday school room has been in need of an overhaul, and that has been underway for a few weeks now as well. I'm very thankful to have the concrete floor finished in one half of the building. In the near future, we plan to have a concrete poured out in the entire building and the new walls erected where we're able. As of now, the main focus is on the property and the works involved in getting us ready to build. Praise the Lord. We are finally able to make contact with some locals who had trees to sell us. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> This cold is kicking me. Um, As of now, the main focus is the the property and the works involved in getting us ready to build. Praise the Lord, we're finally able to make contact with some locals who had trees to sell us that we could fell and process into lumber. It is so encouraging to see the stacks of lumber being piled up as trees are being processed. This blessing came upon us suddenly at the start of this year. We've been praying and keeping an ear out for an opportunity like this for a long time, and the Lord brought it to pass in his time we can't stress how greatly we appreciate it the fencing is moving along as well on the property itself it's a long tedious process but we've been gaining some momentum recently lord willing we will have someone living in the property in the next few months as for my family we are, we are all doing very well other than a few minor illnesses along with some scrapes and bruises we're thankful to have good health one big piece of news is that my wife is due with our fourth child in april We appreciate greatly your prayers for good health and wisdom as we approach the due date. It's a joy to watch my family grow in the Lord here as we face new trials and see the Lord guide us through it all. Now for some prayer requests. Please pray for my wife's pregnancy. Uh, The many areas of work proceeding here. Wisdom on housing. We have a few options that we're looking at for housing on the property. Regardless of the route we take, it's very expensive and time-consuming, and I want to move as the Lord directs my steps. We could really use the help of some skilled laborers in the next few months as work progresses on the property, church, and our house. If anyone would be willing to come and help, please contact me via email or my phone number, which are located within this prayer letter, In Christ, the Drake Family. Well, that's great news. Amen? It's great to see um, <clears throat> an active missionary uh, getting the gospel out there, making progress in reaching the local population. What a tremendous blessing it is to be able to be a part of this. Uh, Let's pray uh, right now for those prayer requests. Our Heavenly Father, we want to pray for Brother Drake's prayer requests here for his wife's pregnancy, for the areas of work that need proceeding, uh, Lord, for wisdom on housing. And Lord, we just pray that uh, you would meet all of those needs and the many, many more which are probably not indicated here. And Father God, we would thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're interested in uh, in helping Brother Drake, you could uh, email me at info at sortofaspiritpodcast dot com, and I will happily let you know how to reach out to Brother Drake. And uh, if you are interested in uh, supporting Brother Drake, you could send your contribution to Bible Baptist Mission Inc, PO Box one seven six one five, Pensacola, Florida three two five three four. That's Bible Baptist Mission. PO Box 17615, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Amen. And please continue to pray for Brother Brother Drake and for the uh, progress that he is making in Pawpaw, New Guinea. All right, moving on along here. So we don't have any uh, listener questions that we're going to get to today. There are no birthdays that I am aware of at the moment. If there's anybody with a birthday that wants to let us know about it in the chat group, please post it now. I'll give you a second while I sip some water from my Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug. All right, nothing to announce. Okay, there we go. All right, folks, well, since there's no questions, there's no birthdays, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a short break, and that'll give you a chance to go grab your King James Bible, Grab yourself a cup of coffee, which I'm going to do myself, uh, or maybe a bottle of water. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's message, The Door of God's Mercy. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us.
1: Master, Thou callest, I gladly obey. Only direct me, and I'll find thy way. Teach me the mission appointed for me. What is my labor, and where it shall be? Master, thou callest, and this I reply. and loss, willing to follow if thou wilt but lead, only support me with grace in my need. Master, thou callest, and this I Whenever I turn from the right, pity and bring me again to the light. Master, thou callest, and this I
2: Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Now, <clears throat> if you've been listening to us for any length of time, you know that before we open up our Bibles and get into our study or our Sunday sermon, uh, we always, always play that piece on the King James Bible. And, uh, you know, in the past, I've had, I've had folks tell me that I'm a bible alliter. And uh, if if you've never heard that phrase, it's meant to be derogatory, but you know something, I don't take it as derogatory. I have a great reverence for the Word of God. And uh, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that that to be the case. And uh, I don't see anywhere in the Scripture where it says that we um, we shouldn't have a reverence for the Word of God, because God Himself says in the Psalms, and I'm trying to remember the exact reference, and I'll get it for you if I can't think of it off the top of my head, but God himself says that he esteems his word even above his own name. So if God himself, the author of Scripture, esteems his word to that high degree and that high level, should not we? I think we should. I think we absolutely should, and there is nothing wrong with showing reverence to the Word of God. We don't worship the Word of God. We don't get down and, uh, you know, pray to it. Of course not. That's silly. But we can have reverence for the Word of God, and we should have reverence for the Word of God. Now, um, I haven't, I haven't uh, presented this in a, in a while, so I'm going to do it again. This is called the Quaker Dozen. 12 rules for a way of life. All right. Number one, begin each day with a prayer. Number two, work hard. Number three, love your family. Number four, make light of your troubles. Number five, follow the golden rule. Number six, read the Bible. Number seven, show kindness. Number eight, Read worthwhile books. Number nine, be pure and clean. Ten, have charity in your heart. Now, charity. You know what charity is? Charity is love expecting nothing in return. Charity is showing love expecting nothing in return. It's the higher form of love. Number 11, be obedient and respectful. And number 12, end the day in prayer. So I, I like to bring this up once in a while. It's been a bit since I've uh, I've shared that, but that's called the Quaker Dozen, 12 Rules for a Way of Life. Amen? Amen. All right, folks, uh, would you take your Bibles and uh, turn with me over to Genesis chapter 6. And then when you get to Genesis chapter 6, what I'd like you to do is uh, put your thumb there, your finger bookmark or something, and then turn over to John chapter 10 and then keep your thumb there. All right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Genesis chapter 6. All right, and while you're doing that, I just want to say that uh, we are broadcasting to you live from our new Asylum studio here in beautiful downtown Eagle Pass, so I hope the sound is okay. I I hear a little bit of an echo myself, but uh, that's okay. So uh, if if you're in the chat group, you want to let me know how we sound, that will be great. All right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Genesis chapter 6. All right. Now, Genesis chapter 6. This is an old story. This is an Old Testament story that all of you... You have to know this. (laughs) Genesis chapter 6, and let's begin in verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without, with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and its height of 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. Now I want you to drop down to chapter 7 and verse 1. Chapter 7 and verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Now look down at verse 16. And they went in, and they that went in, went in, male and female, of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now I want you to go over to the New Testament, go over to the Gospel of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 10 John chapter 10 and verse 9. The Lord here is speaking. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help me preach and help each of us to hear. Father, this is a serious and solemn subject. I pray that you would give us the proper mindset I pray that you would give us the proper spirit and attitude to receive your words in a way um, that uh, would be profitable to us all. I pray that as your word goes from, from the pulpit here to the East Coast and then to the pulpits in the Rocky Mountains and to the Midwest and from the East Coast, the West Coast, I pray that in those waves of hours of preaching that you work mightily and move upon men and women and boys and girls. And I pray that the movement of your spirit would be powerful as it goes out across the airwaves and across America. And I thank you, and I ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible gives us that historical record of the flood, and evidence all around the world still gives the proof of its occurrence. Seashells and fossil remains found on top of some of the highest mountains in the whole world prove that at some time in the past, waters rushed over the whole world, that rushed over the tops of the Andes and and the tops of the Himalayas and the tops of the Appalachias, over the top of the Rocky Mountains. By a stroke of God's hand, the waters came down, and this earth staggered. To meet this catastrophe, God ordered that great ship should be built. I want you to notice that it wasn't to have any helm at all because there was to be no human hand to guide it. It was large. It was very large. It was 450 feet in length. It was as big as many of the ships you see traveling the oceans of the world today. In fact, uh, it's been said that it's it was the same size as a modern-day aircraft carrier. And if you've seen those, you know how big they are. After a period of time, this ship is done. The door is opened. The lizards crawl in. The cattle walk in. The grasshoppers, they hop in. The birds fly in. And the invitation then goes out to Noah God said, come thou and all thy house into the ark. Just one human family in this strange voyage. Then they heard the door slam shut. Then a great storm sweeps along the hills. The winds bend the strong cedars until the branches snap and break in the gale. There's a moan in the wind like the cry of a dying world. The blackness of the heavens are shattered by the flare of the lightning that shines down into the waters and casts awful shadows across the face of the mountains. How strange it all looks. How heavy and suffocating the air seems. Then the big drops of rain begin to splash down on the faces of the men and the women that look up into the heavens to watch this storm. The rocks begin to loosen and move. Rivulets and then streams and then rivers of water begin to flow back and forth across the earth. The thunder crashes and the rolls across the bursting skies. The inhabitants of the earth, instead of racing to the housetops and the mountaintops, sit down in terror, waiting to die. Folks, when God Almighty begins to grind mountains to pieces and lets the oceans slip their moorings, there is no place for men to run to. Now the ark begins to pitch and to roll with the surf while the human race is made shipwreck. A dead world is littered with animal and human carcasses. Now folks, I'm not a doom and gloomer. But if in the middle of winter, after three days of winds from the north and the gathering of dark and heavy clouds are on the horizon, if you say there's a storm coming, you're simply stating a fact that nobody can argue with. I'm not an alarmist when I tell you today that there's a storm coming to this world that'll make Noah's flood look like an April shower. The wisest and the safest thing for man or a woman to do is to find shelter for all eternity. The invitation that went out to Noah is exactly the same that comes to us today. Come, thou and all thy house into the ark. God offers an escape from certain judgment that is coming upon this world. How was it that Noah and his family came into the ark? Did they climb in through the window? Did they come down and slide off the roof? No, no. The Bible says that they went in through the door. And I want to tell you today that if you get into the ark of God's mercy, it's going to be through the door. And that door is the Lord Jesus Christ. The entrance to that ark of old must have been huge. It must have been awfully large because there were very large animals, very tall animals that came in. They came in side by side, two by two. The door was wide. The door was wide just as the door to the ark of God's mercy is a large door. We go in, not only two by two, but sometimes by the hundreds and by the thousands. Probably thousands of people were born again around the world just today. Just think about that. The door of God's mercy is wide enough so that all the nations of the world could go in 10 million across. The biggest animal came in, and I tell you today, according to the offer of God's mercy, the biggest, the wildest Uh, and and the lostest sinner in the world can come through the door of God's mercy. The door of that ancient ark was fixed in its side. And I tell you today, today, that is through the side of Jesus Christ, through the pierced side, through the bleeding side, through the open, wide-open side of Jesus Christ, that we are privileged to enter into God's salvation. That Roman soldier, that Roman soldier, when he drove that spear into the Savior's side, he only expected to let the blood out. But I'll tell you what, he opened the way to let the whole world in. What a broad gospel it is that we have to preach, amen? If a man is going to host a big dinner party, he'll send out a certain number of invitations all printed and addressed and filled out to the individuals that he wants to come. But, folks, not so with God. Not with God. He makes a banquet and he goes in and he goes to the front door of heaven and he stretches out his hands all over the land, over all the sea, over all the world, and with a voice that penetrates the African jungle and the the South American rainforest and and the road that, that goes up to where you dump your trash, and, and that, that European castle and farm and, and that frozen ice hut in Alaska somewhere and, and, and that American factory and home, he cries, Come, all things are now ready. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a door. It's a wide door. That old cross has been taken apart. Its two pieces have been stood up for the doorposts so far apart that all the world can come in. God said, whosoever will may come. Folks, there are no exclusions. Rich men, rulers, scatter gifts to their subjects on days of great rejoicing. The Lord Jesus Christ has come to us and scattered all of the gifts of heaven. You know, there was a great preacher who said one time, I'd just be glad if I could get in through the cracks of the door of heaven. But folks, that's not necessary. The gates are absolutely wide open for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're great or if you're small. It doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. The thief on the cross, when he trusted Jesus Christ, he walked right in. When Charles Haddon Spurgeon trusted Jesus Christ, he walked right in. Lazarus, that the Lord Jesus Christ raised, he walked right in. King James walked right in. At those of every single continent can, can, can go right through that wide door with no crowding whatsoever. All conditions, all ranks, everyone. Martin Luther said that, that this great truth was so marvelous, that it, it was so marvelous that it was worth carrying from Jerusalem to Rome on one's knees. I think it's worth carrying around the world by whatever means that are available. And that's wonderful news that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. That's the story of that we take to a lost and dying world. Whosoever will. Whosoever will, let him come through that large door. There was a Greek philosopher named Archimedes, and he said that if he had a fulcrum, that he could put his lever on that, and he could pry up, and he could move the entire world. My friends, there is a fulcrum. It's Calvary. And the cross of Jesus Christ, that's the lever. The whole world could be lifted up and moved to heaven. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to everyone that believeth. That great door swings both ways. Now, I don't know whether the door of the ark was lifted or it swung on hinges. I have no idea. But the door of Jesus Christ swings both ways. It'll swing out for us to meet all of our troubles. It'll swing in to show us all the delights of heaven. And speaking of Noah, the Bible tells us that the Lord shut him in. When they went into the ark, God didn't say, now Noah, close the door. The Bible says that God himself shut the door. God shut him in. That means that he was safe. He was safe a vessel without walls or without doors wouldn't really make a safe ship. When Noah and his family heard that door lock, they were awfully glad because unless that door was fastened securely, the first heavy surge from the sea and the wave would would, would have capsized them easily. They might have died outside the ark as on the inside, but the Lord shut them in. The Lord shut them in. Perfect safety inside that ark. Nothing could harm them. Nothing. The surf of the sea and the lightning of the sky might have brought terror and fear to those on the outside, but once inside the ark, all was well. The Lord shut them in. Now, there have been lots and lots of God's people that have been flooded with financial troubles. I don't know, maybe you're one of them. Once upon a time, they may have had thousands and thousands in savings. Now they can't even borrow a dollar. Maybe you've been there. You know, Once upon a time, maybe, maybe they've had houses and land, and now they can't even pay the rent. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you are there. The great deep of bankruptcy and foreclosure was broken up. The waves just struck him fore and aft and rolled across the deck. But his trust was in Jesus Christ and he was safely sheltered from the storm because the Lord had shut him in. A flood of trouble may have come to that family and it struck him. Maybe sickness or death came. Maybe you've been there. The rains poured and the winds blew against him and the heavens rumbled, and the good times that they had enjoyed were buried 15 cubits deep. Maybe you've been there. But standing by the empty crib on the other side of his own bed, where once. There was laughter, now is silent forever, and ever he cried. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord shut him in. He had the comfort and the mercies of his Savior. I thank God for that promise. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I thank God for that promise that my grace is sufficient for thee. All the sins of a lifetime demanded his destruction. There were 20 years of broken promises. They pounded on the door. The neglected Bible, the neglected church, the neglected prayers, the drink, the drugs, and all the profanities. They all reached up their hands to the door of the ark to pull him back out. Maybe your conscience at some time has reminded you of your sins. And told you with the life that you've lived, the things that you've done, the things that you've said, the places that you've been, you couldn't possibly be a Christian. God would never allow you to come into his heaven. Your sins have come come against you. Your memories have come against you. Your conscience has come against you. The devil is howling in your ear. You couldn't possibly be saved. How could you be saved? It's impossible you're saved the heaving ocean of sin that just surrounds the soul like a hurricane coming at you like a gigantic tidal wave. But looking out of the window over the ark, he just saw all his sins just sink right into the depths of the sea. Thank God for the promise, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities Will I remember no more. And the dove of heaven brought an olive branch to the ark that said, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The wrath of the waves just pushed him closer and closer to heaven. The Lord had shut him in. And once in Jesus Christ, neither finances that are gone, neither grief that, that tears, nor, nor, neither the sin nor conscience that torments and accuses you cannot separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're safe. You're safe. Once you're in Jesus Christ, God the Father has shut you in. Whatever it was that fastened that door to keep Noah in, kept the world out. I'm glad to know that when a man reaches heaven, he's done with all of his earthly problems. They just can't follow him up there. If the Lord should come today and we hear that voice, praise God. And if we just went right through the ceiling like it wasn't there, you just leave all of your problems behind, all your trials, all your difficulties and the sorrows and the heartaches. They can't follow you up there. Down Down here, you may have a hard time caring for your family. Up there, you'll never be hungry again. Down here, you weep. And rivers of tears may course down your cheeks. But up there, up there, God said he'll personally wipe away all tears. Down here, you might not have any more than a shack. But, beloved, up there, you get a mansion. And rent day will never come. Down here, there are graves and there are deathbeds. But up there, no sickness. Did you ever see someone whose hands shake so much they can't even write? Up there, there'll be no shaking. There's no cough. There's no cancer. There's no stroke. There's no fever. There's no hearse. There's no casket. There will never be a grave or a gravestone with your name on it. The sorrows of earth might just come up and knock at the door, but they're not allowed in. The questions and the difficulties of earth might come up and knock on the door, but there's no admittance safe, and safe forever, forever, and forever. All of the agonies of this earth might, in one wave, try and wash against the ship of heavenly safety, but it cannot, and it will not, ever be moved. I say, go ahead and blow, wind. Go ahead, rage, Ocean. Go ahead, mount all of your attacks and accusations, all of your doubts and fears and disease, pains and sorrows. You cannot get at the child of God because the Lord has shut him in. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'm telling you that that's a wonderful old door. It's so wide. And it's so easily swung both ways. And the latch is so secure that no burglar will ever be able to pick it. No arm from hell will ever shove back that bolt. You know, we don't ask folks to come along and come with us on a vessel like that cruise ship that ran aground. Do you remember that story? You know, it ran into the rocks and it crushed its side and it tore it wide open. And it sank because the captain had left the wheel to go watch a soccer game on the television. Some of those passengers died. We want them to embark on a ship that's 50 cubits wide, 300 cubits long, with a door so large that the whole world could roll in and not ever touch the sides. John 10, John chapter 10, verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. The ark is safe. The ark is strong. The door that shut Noah in shut the world out. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we will continue on with the door of God's mercy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your followers, and your family. We'll be right
1: back. Be not afraid, for I have redeemed you. Be not afraid, I have called you by name. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the flood, they will not sweep o'er you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. You are mine, you are precious in my sight. not
0: afraid,
1: I will be with you, and the floods will not sweep o'er you, by the fire you will not be consumed, you are precious in my sight. My love for you is everlasting, my love for you shall have no end. When you pass through the waters I will be with you, when you pass through the floods they will not sweep away. In my sight. You are precious in my sight.
2: forgot to uh get back on the mic um just got so caught up in the song there for a minute and uh, i think the cold medicine i took is uh uh, starting to trip me out a little bit but uh i really was trying to get through this uh this lesson or this message today without any breaks but uh, with this cold my voice started to go and i needed to take a break but um Thank you, though, for your patience as we've been going through it. Uh, This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and uh, we are talking about the door of God's mercy. That ark is safe. The ark is strong. And that door of God's mercy, the door that shut Noah in, shut out the world. Now, even even though when that awful storm of judgment began to rage and the water rose and the people... Came and began to beat on that door, asking to be let in. The door didn't open. You see, they were invited to come for a hundred twenty years. Can you picture that scene? What are you doing? Oh, I'm building an ark. Why? Oh, because God's going to send judgment on this earth. Oh yeah? What kind of judgment? Water's going to come out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, right. You old fool. Water's going to come out of the sky. Got to remember. You got to remember. Up to this point in time, it had never rained on this earth. There was no such thing as rain. So what are you talking about? Judgment's going to come out of the sky. Water's going to come out of the sky, and God's going to judge and destroy the world if you don't get in the boat. No, I'm not interested. But some of them said, "Noah, well, listen. I think we'll come in, but." Just not yet. You know, we still got to plow. We've got to harvest. Or uh, Noah, you know, we would come in, but we have another house to build. Uh, I've got to buy another condo. You know, I've got to increase my flock. Uh, Noah, maybe when we get a little bit older and there's some more time to talk about it. But, you know, listen, we've got to get the kids raised. In the meantime, the storm is brewing. The fountains of the great deep are starting to Overflow. The pry bar was starting to push and the gates open. The last year had come. The last month. The last week. The last day. The last hour. The last minute. The last moment. In an awful crash, there was an ocean dropped out of the sky. Another rose up from underneath and God rolled the earth in the sky into an awful awful wave of universal destruction so many today they put off going into the ark they say preacher i'll wait a few years we'll spend a little while longer with our worldly friends or we'll wait until we get older you know they they think they can they can threaten or jeopardize their job or their position by getting religion, but before they die they swear they swear preacher I mean it I'll go in before the storm comes I'll get I'll get right trust me I know what I'm doing I know that I knew I know that I need to do this Christianity things but 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 not right now and then one night when he's Passing under an overpass and some kids thinking it would be cute, drop a chunk of concrete right through the windshield. Dead. Dead and outside of the ark. Or maybe he loses his brakes driving down the downgrade on a on, on, on a, 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 a a snaking, twisting hill road. <laughs> And he grips that steering wheel as the snow comes down and he hits a patch of black ice. He's not flying down that steep decline nearly as much as he's flying into eternity. And out of the wreck, they draw his mangled body, but they don't pick up his soul. It's already flown out into the great future, dead and outside of the ark or he goes to the hospital for some outpatient surgery and something goes wrong. It was just a routine procedure, but he lost consciousness. They attempt to wake him. They try to resuscitate him, but they fail. No time for prayer. No time to repent. No time to read a promise. No time to get a single sin pardoned the children cry, the wife faints, the pulse fails, the heart stops, the soul flies. Dead. Dead and outside of the ark. And how many are there that are, how many there that are, are, are putting off trusting Jesus Christ? They mean to. They intend to. It's the right thing to do, and they're going to do it. But they haven't done it yet. They just put off going into the ark. I'm pretty sure that Noah's day, mocking and sneering, kept a lot of people out of the ark. I think that people would laugh when they see a man pull up in the parking lot, lock the door, and start walk up to, up into the ark. You know, they would say, "You've got to be kidding! You believe that old fool?" There's not going to be any worldwide flood. And so what if there was? That boat will never last through it. So their scorn turns him away. Their scorn discourages him. He turns around, he goes back, away from the door. I think that story is true for many people today. You know, if you're here today or you know somebody in your own circle of family or friends or loved ones outside of Jesus Christ, you might be thinking, or they might be thinking, well, you know, I should trust Jesus as my Savior. I should get into that ark for safety. But if I went to work and they found out that I was a Christian, they would laugh at me. Or if I was at the golf course or the bowling alley or someplace, they would begin to tease me and then mock me. My family would laugh at me. Or, or if I was out someplace, you know, somebody would probably say, hey, get down on your knees and pray something for us. We want to hear you. You know, I think that it's ridicule that brings the hesitation to many people's hearts that keeps them from coming to Jesus Christ. So then I have a question. Which one of those people would you call to be at your bedside when you're dying? Which one of them would bail you out on the day of judgment? Which one of them would stand up before God and say, I'll take his place. I'll suffer his punishment. I'll take all of the crimes and say, I'm guilty for them. You see, they might keep you out of heaven, but they can't keep you out of hell. You just need to forget all of those so-called friends and come in, and come in, right now and be saved come in and trust Jesus Christ come in and be happy listen folks there's room for you in the ark but don't come alone bring your family remember what God said come thou and all thy house into the ark all your family Remember something. Don't don't try to drive them. Don't try to drive them. If Noah had tried to drive the pigeons, they would have all just flown away. And you know, there are some parents that are that really aren't wise in those things. They make Bible reading a punishment. They make, you know, little squirmings a, a reason for a spanking. You know what? Before long, before long, the child hates God, hates church, hates the Bible. You just can't drive them into the ark. You draw them to Jesus Christ. You don't force them. Just like the sun draws the morning dew up to itself, so will the love of God draw the little ones to the Savior. As the gentle mood moves across the waves and ebbs the tide and moves the whole ocean to the high and low tide, so will the Spirit of God move in them and win them to the Lord Jesus Christ. come. Thou and all thy house into the ark. Moms and dads and grandparents and aunts and uncles, you keep the gospel before those little ones. Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Now listen to me. You be sure to bring your husband and your wife with you. How would Noah have felt when that rain began to drum on the roof of the ark? How would Noah have felt if his wife was out there somewhere in the wind and the rain and the mud? How would he have felt after that door was closed not to be opened again and hear her screaming, Noah, Noah, come get me, please, Noah, let me in. I want to come into the ark. Noah, please save me. And then an awful silence. Uh, but she wasn't. She was inside. She was inside with him. Do you remember when you got married? Do you remember when you cried together? Do you remember when you laughed together? Do you remember when you grieved together? Do you remember when you faced poverty together? Do you remember when you worked together? Shouldn't you be in the ark together? How in the world are you going to feel on that last day if he or she didn't come in? Are you consistent every day in your life in front of your unsaved husband or wife or son or daughter, mother or father? Are you consistent before them? Are you fervent in prayer over that dying soul? Just pray today that God will enable you to win that dear heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray. Pray. Is there not a burning question that just rings through all the corridors, the windings, the heights, the depths of your soul and asks, what's to become of my sons and daughters for all time and all of eternity? Well, you say, I want them healthy. I want them fed. I want them clothed. I want them educated. I want them prosperous. Well, good. Good. Good but is that all? Don't you want them in the ark? Don't you intend to do all that's in your power to lead them there? Don't you know that a terrible, relentless storm of wrath is coming? And don't you know that it's on its way right now? Do you want it to hit your family, your friends, your loved ones? with the the absolute almighty power of God? Don't you know that out of Christ is out of safety? And out of safety is mortal danger? No pardon? No hope? No heaven? That flood destroyed everything outside of the ark. And the wrath and the judgment of Almighty God will destroy everyone outside of Jesus Christ. How do you get them in? Well, first you go in yourself. If Noah had stayed out, most likely Shem, Ham, and Japheth would have stayed out too. The people in your life that you have influence over will, in most cases, do what you do. So your so just as you're responsible to care for their earthly temporal needs, you have to show them every single way that you can God's provision for their eternal spiritual needs. Which way will you take them? Into the ark or out into the storm? Have you ever made one absolutely earnest, tear-filled, heart-wrenched, beseeching prayer to God for the souls of your own kids? Have you ever gone... Weeping tears in front of God's throne of grace for the souls of your lost family and friends? What are you going to answer him when he asks you, Where are your kids? What are you going to answer him? Where are those souls that I committed to your hands to take care of for me? You've taught them how to live. Have you taught them how to die? I tell you that life here is not nearly so important as the life hereafter. It's not so much the few years that we have here as the unending eternity beyond. Maybe you've got a wild one or a rebellious one. Is there someone you've given up on? Is there, is there someone that you've stopped speaking to? Have you stopped praying for them? How dare you stop? Don't you stop. Don't you dare stop. Did God give up on you? While you have one breath left, one word left, don't you dare stop asking and pleading and praying for that soul. You know, in London, there's a place called St. Paul's Cathedral. And in St. Paul's Cathedral, there's a section there called the Whispering Gallery. Its acoustics are so perfect that even the weakest voice could be heard distinctly way on the other side of that gallery. I'll tell you this. Every single word of earnest prayer that's offered on this earth makes all of heaven a whispering gallery. The Lord God hears every single word you speak, you think. You go into that great ark not to sit down Not to stand by the door. I want you to call and keep calling until all of your family is inside of Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving, Christmas times are happy and joyous times with the family. How about happiness and joy throughout all of eternity? Which one can you spare? Which one is all right to leave behind? Run down that list in your mind, name the names. Which one is okay if they don't make it? You see, we're to preach. We're to teach. And we're to plead and pray until our family is safe inside of Jesus Christ. You know, I read a story one time about a man that was traveling with his two daughters. And, uh, and he was really, really poor. And uh, a rich man saw them, and he said to the poor man, he said, Sir i can see that you're in trouble and i want to help you let me take one of your daughters i'll take care of her as though she were my very own and it'll be easier for you to take care of the other one what would you say would you be would you be helped to have your hands chopped off would you be eased to have your heart ripped out of your chest You don't have any to spare. You don't have any to give up. Who can you afford to have out of heaven? Your eldest? How about your baby? Or how about the youngest one? How about the one that walks just like you do and has the same mannerisms that you do? How about that one? Is it okay if that one doesn't make it to heaven? Husband? Wife? Mother? Father? Or friend? No. No. We have to have them all inside. We can't leave even one behind. Jesus Christ at the door. That door is open to welcome us in. And I can hear right now the voice of a loving and patient God saying, Come, come, thou and all thy house into the ark. I pray that we would bring them in. And if we do, the Lord himself will shut them in. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the ark. We thank you for the promise that if we get into the ark, that you will shut us in and that we will be safe. Father, I pray for any under the sound of my voice that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I pray, Heavenly Father, that today, today, they would get into the ark before the storm comes, before it's too late. If there's any under the sound of my voice right now and you're not saved, would you pray with me right now? Pray with me. It's a simple prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's the blood that you accept that saves you. The prayer is just a way to express it. But you have to put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinless, perfect blood of God himself that was spilled for you on the cross of Calvary and then apply to the mercy seat in heaven. Would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, dear Lord, I am a sinner on my way to hell. I need to get into the ark. I believe and I trust that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was sufficient to pay my sin debt And because of that, I ask you to save me right here, right now. Let me get into the ark. And then, Lord, shut me in. And I will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, my friends, if you prayed that prayer, would you please let me know? Email me at info at com let me know that you've been saved. And if you've been saved, would you allow me the privilege of sending you a Bible? You just have to let me know. Email me, info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Folks, I just want to say thank you so very, very much for listening today. It was a real blessing to be here with you thank you so much for all the time that you spend. Thank you for your prayers. Head over to Sword of the spirit podcast.com and send us over a message with your prayer requests and then look for that support this podcast button. And if you can a monthly contribution or a one time, and we'd appreciate it until Thursday, Lord willing, God bless you.
1: Take care. You've been listening to the sword of the spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.